Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back. Two fanboys and a filthy casual back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Today, we're going to be starting off with a little potpourri. And Harold said and promised us that the, that it was going to entertain us. So I'm waiting with bated breath. But before we do, um, I, I kind of want to talk about something real quick, because um, I guess this would be my potpourri as well. Um, it, have you ever had a, a moment in your life where it seems like everyone else in the world is doing something except for you? Because um, that happened. That happened to me just recently, when it seemed like every person I have ever known went to, to the the Dodger game. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. I, I kind of knew where you were going. And I was the went. only person that completely forgot that it was the Filipino American like whatever heritage night. And I'm so angry because those those jerseys look amazing. First of all, the jerseys look great. Mm-hmm. The material is garbage. Oh, really? Like um, the last Filipino night where they had the other jerseys, the white jerseys, mm-hmm. those were like felt like real actual Dodger jerseys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better, better material, and they look really great. They're white. Yeah, not my favorite color. So I was expecting this one to be, you know, the dark uh, Philippine blue. And to be the same exact material, it was like some shiny. It felt like, remember when we played basketball together in college and we just went to Old Navy and bought some crappy uh, basketball jerseys? Yeah. like Soccer that. jerseys, dude. Oh, yeah, soccer. No, that was the second time, but the first time was basketball jerseys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that it felt like that material. Like it was the shiny sheen material. And it just, it feels crappy but it looks great and i'm glad that we got to support um lou what size were you able to get um by the time i got there they only had mediums left oh they only had mediums left yeah mediums um, left so yeah that was kind of fun when i got there they only had xls and mediums left and i was like oh perfect you know at least i can fit one of those and i had no idea because i haven't been at dodger stadium and it should have been obvious that there's like there's obviously no more smoking left, but uh, since I do vape a little bit, I would I I just brought my thing just in case, and they literally were like, "Hey, you gotta throw that away, bro," and I was like, "Oh, dude, <laughs> really?" I was, like, are, I was like, "These are so expensive," <laughs> so I had to trash. Well, one one was pretty much done, and the other one I was like just a little pod, but they were like, "Oh yeah, you can't bring anything in here," and I was like, "Oh, that's." I mean, you may make sense, obviously, if we were in a pandemic, which is, um, you know, airborne contract, you can contract it through airborne, you know, contact and whatnot. It makes sense not to have a smoking section anymore, which is weird because like I haven't been to Dodger Stadium since I stopped smoking cigarettes. So I had no it just felt weird because I actually didn't take any breaks other than to use the restroom at a Dodger game. And those things are super long. So like, yeah. Fun stuff, I guess. How about you, Lou? How was the experience? Yeah, it was actually different. So it's been, yeah, uh, actually, according to my conveniently enough Facebook memories, I got like, it's been two years to the weekend 
since the last time we were there for a seaside night um, two years ago with my eldest. So yeah, it's uh, it's night and day. A few things. Um, I didn't know my kids were foodies because even they were concerned or uh, they took issue that the, um, what do you call it? The, uh, the Dodger dogs did not taste the same. Like apparently they, I know for some of the Dodger fans, like it was a big what to do that they changed vendors or whatever a few months ago. I didn't think anything of it, but yeah, I guess the kids made it like, oh, this is not, this is not, there's another same uh, snap to it. Uh, but uh, otherwise, yeah, like the rules are a little stricter, I guess. Um, you know, the, I, and like Harold said, uh, definitely uh, welcome. And uh, definitely in this day and age, it's, you know, we got to be more careful than whatnot. But yeah, uh, definitely fun, though. I mean, uh, I think this is the second, no, I think uh, this is the second time I've gone out to a major venue with my wife. Like the first time we went to a concert at the bowl. Um, that was fun. And this one too. So um, it's, it's, it's slowly getting back to normal, I guess, or whatever, however you want to call it, but uh, it's still obviously trying to <clears throat> practice being safe and all that stuff. But yeah, it was fun. I thought it was fun. Sorry. Uh, you, you missed it though, Dan. Sorry. Yeah. Literally everybody was there. Harold had a funny little Instagram post about like, if you, if you don't know anyone or anything like that anyway, but yeah, that was good. Yeah. Turns out, I was the, that one. So um, <laughs> it, 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 to be honest with you, it makes me uh, a little bit, um, it makes me a little bit feel a little bit better knowing that they didn't have big sizes and uh, that it wasn't as good anymore, but it looked pretty cool. So, but uh, I, well, I had, I had Byron Scott uh, walking around my section because apparently his wife is related to a bunch of the people that were sitting in front of us because uh, his wife is Filipino. Mm. And uh, my brother-in-law pointed out the fact that uh, he was wearing his Dodger jersey that had his name on it. So he wasn't trying to be discreet at all. And then the sadder part was the younger children who were like, who is that guy walking around? And I was like, oh. Who is this Brian Scott? Yeah. Or how they spelled it, Bryron Scott on the, <laughs> on the, on the Jumbotron. Yeah, but dude. the thing that other people, so like the kids, other uh, kids around us were like, who is that guy? And then I was trying to explain to my sister's kids, oh, he was a shooting guard uh, in the Lakers in the 80s. He was also a shooting guard for the Pacers. But also, he was the coach of the Los Angeles Lakers when Kobe Bryant retired. So my genius self yells out loud, you made Kobe retire. (laughs) (laughs) And people were like, Jesus, man. And I was like, no, no, I'm just saying. Like, under his tutelage. It's when Kobe Bryant decided I don't want to play basketball anymore. So, well, uh, at least you could say um, under his tutelage, he scored a ton of points um, in that that final game. So that is true because uh, so Byron we'll Scott give, didn't really care anymore. We'll we'll give him that one. Yeah. Um, so what's your what's the other poopery over here, um, H? Um, I think the announcement was made today that the greatest band of all time is reuniting for a final album and concert. Tour. Oh my God! No, are you are you joking? Did you did you hear about which band I'm talking about? Or yeah, Abba. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, Abba. Yeah, Abba. Abba do. Like uh, they and, uh, re, not just re, reuniting. They're they're putting out a new album, dude. They're putting out a new album, and I am so hyped. Oh my God! I thought you guys were. I thought you guys were kidding. No, I was waiting for the pun. <laughs> No, Lewis is, Lewis is like, oh my god, that's a third, that's the third movie happening. Yes, that's what I was gonna say, Mama Mia, the third. Let's go. You know what the third one's gonna be called, right? <laughs> Please give it to me. Tell me, your mama, Mia. Ah. Nope. 
<laughs> the easiest one, guys. What? Mama Thria. I <laughs> 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 uh, got Lewis to face palm, so I had to, I, that's a win for me. <laughs> I was going to go with Mama Wanalea, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's just funny. It's, it's a like, Hawaiian adventure, kind of like the Brady Bunch. Oh, geez. That's <laughs> the one nobody wants to see. Um, I heard that the album is completely them uh, just giving out instructions to Ikea furniture. <laughs> it's going to be lit. But, I mean, it's good to know because, you know, ABBA broke up at the height of their, you know, the peak of their popularity. And it's it's just crazy that they've never been able to reunite them to do anything else. Yeah. And then 40 years later, and that proves how old other people are, not us, because we weren't really, well... We weren't really born when they were pop when they were at least popular the first runaround. I think so, I was born still, but just just about. <laughs> but, but like um, yeah. I, the fact I, that, at least I wasn't old enough to appreciate it. I don't know. That's true. That's true. And uh, until you know later on. Until later on, and then it became gold. Yeah, and then gold. Like everybody owns Abba Gold. Like that's not a that's not even a joke. Everybody I know at least owns Abba Gold. Uh, there's a troll walking behind Lewis right there. Um, but the they have some of the best music of all time. Obviously, they made two musicals about it, even though some of the songs are repeated. Um, and to finally see them back, it's like it's kind of exciting. Like you know, yes, their pro- their music probably won't be as popular, basically because they're not going to be sticking to current trends. But I mean, if anybody, if they need like a nostalgia trip, like the Bee Gees still made music when they were older. Paul McCartney still making music. So there is a market for new ABBA music. So we'll see how this goes. Are you saying that they have a avenue for this music? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got nothing. <laughs> wow. that, that wasn't a face palm, Harold. That was a, that was, he was straight up massaging his brow. Yes, that, was, that, was, <laughs> that was a migraine. <laughs> that was... That was so good that it stopped uh, me in my tracks. <laughs> okay, so speaking of uh, migraines, uh, that'll stop you in your tracks. Uh, the next thing that we're going to be talking about today is we do have some trailer park trash. I mean, trailer park. Um, already. Already. Ooh, ooh, my bad. I, I'm, I'm already projecting, I guess, uh, a trailer park uh, that we are doing today. So, uh, Lewis, why don't you introduce us what uh, what we're uh, looking at today? So for this week's trailer park, we are looking at one of the biggest trailers to drop in actually recent history. This, um, I mean, I, I don't want to use the term lightly, but it more or less broke YouTube records. Uh, it has at of the moment about 54 million views, uh, a whole 2 million more than the last record holder, which was uh, Avengers Endgame. So of course, I am talking about the newest and first trailer to Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, so yeah, this just dropped this past Monday or no Wednesday uh, to well a lot of eager fans. Um, <clears throat> I think we just had a chance to watch it a few minutes ago. So yeah, uh, um, Toby. I, I was about to say Toby Maguire, Tom Holland's Spider Man, uh, his third movie in the MCU. What did you guys think of our first look? <sighs> Maybe I'll that. go before. Maybe yeah, I'll go, go for it, Harold. <laughs> Came, I know where he's going to be going with this. Not really where he's going with this, because who knows? Where he frankly, goes Dennis can surprise us. Um, I was part of the the internet crew that was like 
checking all like the they had said that these the um, release date for the trailer was going to be like someday and whatever and they had done the mini leaks off somebody's phone so you could barely see anything and i was kind of excited to see what it was and all you can really see was doc ox uh tentacle coming out of the uh the tentacle use yes coming out of wherever the hole that his tentacles were hiding in and I was like, okay, cool. So we get to see that. And that's already been confirmed that Alfred Molina obviously was coming back. As, I mean, uh, he confirmed it himself like years yeah, ago. Yeah, like he didn't even bother hiding that fact. Um, so that was kind of cool to see just because, you know, like even the ending of uh, Far From Home, where it had the um, the surprise appearance of J. Jonah Jameson played by uh, Just Kidding, uh, Just Kidding Simmons. And it's like, uh, you know, that was the first time it's like, whoa, um, an actual character playing that character, play, an actual actor playing the character that they played in a previous series, not of the MCU, is actually doing his character. So that's when people were like, hey, there might be something to this and they're going to they might start merging all these universes. And then when they, you know, uh, announced that some of the cast was coming from previous Spider-Man movies. It got everybody excited. So that's kind of what you were looking for here in this uh, trailer. And the one that just surprised me the most was the actual Green Goblin, you know, pumpkin grenade coming out and having it be accompanied by Willem Dafoe's laugh because I knew they were thinking of doing something like that. And um, I mean, let's be honest, James Franco uh, has been in a little bit of trouble due to some of his allegations. Mm -hmm. So they weren't going to really bring back that version of, or any Osborne, you know, like that. So to have, you know, Norman coming back as played by Willem Dafoe, I think that's the most uh, fun thing. Um, everything else, it just seems uh, like a good continuation of the series. Uh, really, the thing that's kind of bothering me about the trailer and maybe the movie itself is that they're not really just letting Spider-Man do his own thing anymore. Like the first movie was half Spider-Man, half Iron Man. And now this one, it's like half Spider-Man, half Doctor Strange, like more setting up for the Doctor Strange in the multi, in the multiverse of in the madness, whatever it's called, a uh, multiverse of madness uh, movie than anything else. And it's like, dude, can't we just let the guy? I mean, he barely had enough for his own thing in the previous movie. Like, let the guy actually have his own movie, just where he is the main protagonist, and he doesn't really need to be depending on anybody else. Besides him, because like in the original Sony ones, like Toby Maguire barely got any help. And it's like, it's kind of reinforcing the fact that they didn't know where they were going with Spider-Man originally. And now it's like, yeah, he's more, he, I thought that with everybody else pretty much bowing out for the rest of the MCU, that it was going to be, you know, Spider-Man at the top and then nobody else touching him because he should have been the face of the MCU but they're not letting him be that face. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I agree with you on that one, dude. Um, uh, well, first thoughts about the trailer. Um, first off, super excited. Cause I think I'm on, again, I'm, I'm on the other side, I guess, of that where like when they, when, when they got, when they cued the Willem Dafoe laugh, the, the freaking pumpkin bomb. And of course, uh, Alfred Molina's coming back or back as Doc Ock. I geeked out. I think we've talked about Spider-Man movies ad nauseum already on this podcast. And I think I've, I've established or we've established Spider-Man 2 is the freaking goat of Spider-Man movies because it epitomized what we thought 
um, you know, uh, Spider-Man should be. It's 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 Peter at the lowest, yet he is still fighting the good fight and all that good jazz. So a lot of that, you know, I, I think it makes me wonder what uh, Feige and all of them had in mind doing this. So on that note like it's 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 funny to me too how the internet kind of reacted to the trailer and how it's like it's exciting to see this, the whole concept of like the multiverse actually getting pulled off in this huge um uh, uh franchise you know like I, I know it's been done and like if you watch the flash on cw or any like dozens of cartoons that do it like almost every other year they do a crossover episode with this or there's a time travel this or a multiverse that but to see it pulled off on the big screen it's going to be exciting to see and i'm I'm really excited to see it uh but on that note yeah uh, again i gotta echo the same thing that harold already said um i think my biggest concern is yeah like it seems like spider-man's all or tom holland's version at least of spider-man is always in the shadow of somebody else First two movies, he was in the shadow of of Tony Stark. His his bad guys, uh, the Vulture and Mysterio, are literally, um, you know, from Tony Stark's uh, um, uh, bad guys. So it's so, and, and then obviously from here, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this will be the first time around that. Oh, actually, no, I can't even say that. Ironically, I was going to say like uh, this for this time around, actually, uh, Spider Man is actually going to fight his own villains, but it's not even his Spider Man. Right, he's fighting. He's fighting uh, Tobey Maguire's, and I guess if if the rumors are true, uh, Jamie Fox is coming back as Electro, and uh, maybe uh, Reese Ilfons, I think this is the name, as the Lizard. So yeah, uh, don't forget it, Sandman. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, dude. Yeah, underrated, great Sandman. Oh, so I'm assuming they're not gonna invite the. Oh God, what's that? What's that guy's name who played Venom? Uh, but anyway, they're not inviting that Venom back to the party, I guess. But um, yeah. Grace? Topher Grace, sorry, thank you. I was trying to remember his name. But yeah, so... Uh, Everybody yeah. else has. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I mean, it looks like a lot of fun, at least. Um, in light of, I think we're going to talk about it more, too. Um, I, I also kind of want more Doctor Strange in my life, so I'm kind of excited to see what uh, Benedict Cumberbatch does. Um, I think he's one of the more underrated, like, um, MCU actors right now. I think, he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I mean, we talked about how Wanda is going to be the linchpin for uh, for the Avengers moving forward. But yeah, maybe it'll be Doctor Strange too, because he seems to be popping up in a lot of stuff, and uh, especially in What If too. So anyway, uh, that's my thoughts on the trailer. Then it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> now, for the, for the people who may be uh, tuning into our uh, podcast and have have not been able to catch up with the. 180 episodes that we've done so far. Um, there's a theme to the, these podcasts over the years. Um, I am one of the few people that hate the uh, the the this this version of uh, of Spider-Man. Um, you know, no offense to Tom Holland, um, he was pretty funny in Spies in Disguise. Um, I I actually liked it. Maybe it's because he was, you know, playing uh, next to one of the greatest actors ever. Which made him look better. I don't know, um, uh, <laughs> uh, but um, I don't know. Like everything about this trailer, I hated. Like, did it look good? Yes. Okay, I'll give him that. Um, but everything about it, like, and and for those people who think is uh, thinking, I'm just hating on this. Partially, yes. But come on, one of the things I've always said is that. You know, and Harold kind of said it like um, they're they're making um, uh, Spider-Man like a secondary character right now. Um, how do I know? Um, it's because Spider-Man has a new suit. Did he make it? No, he this is a Doctor Strange suit now. 
that that is going to be uh you know i i don't know what what powers it's going to have but it's again something that he didn't create um you know they're taking um a a, a much hated but at the same time um you know a revered uh you know a plot line from the the um from the sh- from the comic books the uh the one more i think it's one more day or something like that Lou, uh, correct me if i'm wrong um but it's where um you know where peter parker um makes a pact with mephisto um and basically um he agrees that everyone will forget everything not just being spider-man but everything meaning that mj uh in uh, mj will never ever have known that he was um spider-man meaning that they would have never been um you know gotten together etc 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 but uh, again you know it the way they're making it it, it's kind of like cheapens it it's like um you know you know he was friends with you know he was talking about oh how about how about aunt may how about um you know mj how about uh, you know blah 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 dude it you're just talking about forgetting who spider-man is guess what you can do you could still say hey guess what i'm spider-man and then it goes back to normal and you're not going to cause a multiversal rift that'll happen and it's all because tom holland's spider-man is dumb that's where i'm going for this so um <laughs> uh, as you can tell i'm angry at this uh, this whole thing and i hope it proves me wrong i hope that this is going to be like a classic um but the only reason why it's going to be a classic is because finally there's going to be spider men that are going to be better at the job than tom holland because <laughs> yes 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 andrew garfield is going to be a better a spider-man on screen than tom holland i'm calling it i'm banking it right now that is my lock so um i'm not even gonna, gonna tease it i hated this this was trailer park trash where somebody pissed all over it <laughs> jesus christ wow <laughs> man that's only like the trailer park you, you drive really pa- fast by <laughs> it's yeah. like you don't even look <laughs> it's like a meth lab in there maybe some like stray dogs yeah <laughs> like like it, it's, it's it's the type of trailer park where homeless people don't even want to camp around it that's how bad it is <laughs> i've never seen dennis so offended by a trailer before <laughs> though <laughs> like every everything about this thing was offensive to him that man-made that man-made the, the fan-made trailer was way more interesting than this one though uh agreed but, but the leaked one like uh, look, what what leaked. what made that thing interesting to anybody doctor strange what what made it interesting to everybody um uh, uh, you know, alfred molina's there mm-hmm. you know that that you had um uh, the green goblin uh, the, coming out it's all the things that we that the, 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 the that's exciting about that trailer is everything aside from spider-man yeah that's unfortunate yeah but i mean i mean before we go into the review i mean at least for me so we have it's sandman, sandman coming back right sandman uh green goblin mm-hmm. dr octopus that's three mm-hmm. electro vulture and then i'm i don't know if they're going with it but they did introduce a scorpion in the first movie so that's, that's six i mean is that where they're going? I mean, it's obviously that's the way that they're kind of pulling for this thing to go with because they failed with the, you know, having to pull that in the last 
Spider-Man series that came out also long ago in 2014, which was only seven years ago. (laughs) But um, yeah, it's for me, I'm not can't really say it's gold because it didn't really want to make me want to watch it too much. But there is a lot of um, stuff that makes me look forward to seeing how I, I think more or less it's the curiosity that's getting me out of anything. Like, it didn't hype me up to be like, yeah, I want to watch this for the continuation of the series. It's just like, I want to see what plans they have more than anything else. It's like, how how are you cramming all this? Like, the always the biggest problems with the superhero movies has always been when they cram too many villains into a movie. Yeah. Like, it's, it's how, you know, the uh, original Batman trilogy failed. It's how, or what started failing. It's how, um, you know the uh spider-man 3 had too many villains in it like you know you can never if you have the hero fighting too many different things at the same time and then eventually not getting any help i think that's what they're kind of pulling with is that you know everything's going to be so overwhelming that there's he needs the other spider-man and the only people that are going to be able to help him are people who have experience with these guys and then in all honesty for me i believe that the um after credits of this movie is probably going to be like a Miles Morales, you know, cameo somewhere. Cause that's the only way, only one they haven't touched yet. And he's Sony property. So, so technically he's part of it. So hopefully the, the end of the end of this movie, um, somebody kills Spider-Man <laughs> and Miles Morales takes over, <laughs> takes over the, the costume. <laughs> you know what I heard? Is, you know, it's my favorite rumor though. Is ben Riley. Oh, that'd be awesome too though. Well, <laughs> Yeah, that would they kind of but, tease. Wouldn't that just be another Tom Holland because it's a clone of Spider-Man? Yeah, just an older <laughs> in in a different suit. Yeah, um, but but that Ben Riley wouldn't be as privileged as the uh, the original guy. So all his stuff would be like original. Like it would Actually, be finally be the Spider-Man <laughs> that I deserve that Dennis has been looking for. Like uh, I heard my favorite rumor is. That Tobey Maguire is coming back, but he's not coming back as Peter Parker. Ooh! Oh my God! Uncle Ben's dying again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think the age the age works. I think he's Marissa Tomei's age, so you know. I, you, that... know it's, you know, it's funnier though is I think Andrew Garfield's older than Tobey Maguire at this point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Last few years have been rough on him, man. Because when they network did not. Uh... It because didn't spring him into the, for him. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't hate that to be honest with you. Leo, but... Which one? Uh, I wouldn't Toby hate or Toby coming Marshall? back as a uh, uh, Toby. Uh, Toby coming back as uh, uh, Uncle Ben, so we can finally hey, see know, Uncle Ben die again. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dan. I mean, remember? I mean, you guys remember in the Flash of going back to the comic book, I mean, the movie in the TV show. I mean, sorry. Um, you know, they cast. The original '90s Flash, as you know, as John as Wesley Ship, exactly John JSW, right? No, no, JWS, whatever. Uh, as as uh, as the dad, as Grant Gustin's dad in this one. So there, you know, there's nice little Easter eggs for that. I, I kind of I appreciate those. So that I, I dig that. Uh, and but going back to the comic too, though, Dan, you you brought it up a little earlier. But it, it is a little funny to me that they're going to try to. Um, interpret one more day, which you know, for comic book nerds, it was one of the bigger like misses in marvel history like people did not like that whole nope. story of uh, of yeah of mephisto basically hand waving away 
uh, 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 Peter's Secret, which caused like for continuity wise and for nerds like that. Well, well, how does that make sense? Da, da, da. So it, it it begs a lot of questions. Like, how are they going to try to pull this off, or why would they even pull off one of the you know the few stories that Marvel kind of yeah missed on? But on the other side of that though. Speaking of uh, storytelling, I do dig that they're kind of going in this funky directions of, you know, different dimensions, multi multiverses, starting from WandaVision, continuing to Loki, and obviously now with Spider-Man. So it seems like that's the direction that they're going for here. Obviously, the first few movies of the MCU with Infinity War and the Gauntlet being the central, uh, uh, you know, the MacGuffin, my favorite word, uh, uh, kind of tying all those movies together. Like, it's it'll be fun to see if this is what's going to tie in you know, the next few Avenger, you know, MCU movies, if it's like a multiverse thing, it's a multiversal war, maybe it's a secret war, uh, who knows? So, you know, it's, I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it goes from here, but yeah, well, well uh, I want to see where it goes. So um, it's September, uh, September 2nd, uh, 2021. Uh, Dennis is calling it right now. This is going to be the movie that's going to end. That's going to be the thing that, uh, that, that slowly stops and destroys the MCU. <laughs> I'm I'm calling it right now. In 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 five years from now, we're doing this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get this this uh, this this tape, and I'm gonna reveal it to everybody that I am greater than Nostradamus. Dennis was right. <laughs> you didn't um, need the eye of Agamotto to see in the future for this one. <laughs> yeah, nope. So, uh, Lou, what's your what's your uh, review? Um, I'm gonna give it honestly, dude. I, I know it's it's low hanging fruit, but I'm gonna give it gold. But uh, for the exact same reason that Dennis said why it shouldn't be cool because of it. But I want to see Alfred Molina back, dude. I love Doc Ock. There is a soft spot. I have a soft spot for that dude and Spider-Man too. So any, if I can see him in any capacity it, with modern, I mean, yeah, it, it, in the modern setting, I'm down. So yeah, it's cool for me because it piqued my interest at least. Uh, we'll okay. see how it goes when it actually comes out. But yeah. So I, I need somebody out there if you are a... Um... If you're like a visual effects artist, you need to do this trailer for me. But every single time I see Tom Holland's face, it needs to be Jar Jar Binks. And I <laughs> think the trailer is going to be gold for me if it's if that's the case. I thought you were going to say every time you see Tom Holland's face, it would be that uh, image of Doc Ock punching him, punching Spider-Man in the face uh, <laughs> while he was in the train. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like full on claw. punching <laughs> I should have should have massacred any normal man, but you know, I, I'm down. I'm down. There you go. Okay, <laughs> well, your, um, uh, your your dream uh, uh put Tom Holland in Invincible's place and have him smash into a subway, <laughs> <laughs> and then J.K. Simmons uh, can be J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, right. I would pay for that movie. <laughs> it could be J. Omni Jameson. <laughs> Uh, uh, how about okay. you, H? Um, uh, you didn't give your uh, verdict yet. What's uh, what do you uh, think about the trailer? It was trash. It was copper. It stinks. <laughs> it stinks. <laughs> it stinks. That's by the way. Oh, that sounds the, better, H. There the, you the, go. the best TV show that we never talk about. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been only like what a month since I watched the series. And you still talk? What's it on? I forget what. I forgot what I used, but I saw it. I was like, dude. <laughs> I told I told you guys my favorite joke from that whole show, right? Which one? Which one? Or what it's, is what was the joke? It's it's uh Jay Sherman is out walking in public. By the way, the, uh, people don't understand. We're talking about the show The Critic, one of the best TV shows God ever created. Um that but people never saw. They never talked because it was even though it was made by like the same makers of The Simpsons. But um 
there's one part where he was accused of something and he's like walking in the streets and these protesters look at him and they say, Wump, there he is. Wump, there he is. <laughs> so I still use oh. Wump, there he is when I need to find people. I hate that joke so much. <laughs> Look at them. Uh, Anyways, so yeah, Trailer Park Copper. It's it's somewhat trashy, but if someone needs it, uh, it could be valuable to them. Yeah, you can steal it from. <laughs> and, and yeah, there you go. I just remembered where I watched it, and I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay, I see what you want. Okay, I get you. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, enough of me making fun of a, a, a franchise um, that I'm pretty sure everyone's going to enjoy and most likely it's going to make like billions of, of dollars but um, remember I'm telling you right now it's the, it's the movie that's jump, that jumps the shark this is um, the, death, the death knell of the MCU yeah, the, the, the last thing we're talking about today is the, the main uh, meat and potatoes today and it's a something that I wasn't sure if I wanted, and I guess we'll I'll tell you how I how I feel about it. But it's the newest um, Disney Plus streaming special that you know that we've all been waiting for, and that is the What If series. You know, um, and we've had a, a couple of really good, solid shows. We had WandaVision, we had a, a Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, that's the that's the name of it. I finally got it. Um, and then we had Loki. And this time around, we had, you know, the, the What If series. Of course, what makes this different is that unlike before, it's not, um, you know, um, you know, uh, real life. This is the first time, really, that there uh, that Marvel surprisingly is doing in the MCU doing cartoons, which, you know, one part of the thing that we're going to be talking about is the aesthetics of it, but you know I'm impressed that uh, that they've done, and you know so far they've done four episodes, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. So, um, guys, are we going to go one by one here? See, this the I'm, silence. I'm, I'm, I'm the a, silence I'm, I'm is what happens when we don't talk about it. So, let's <laughs> go for it. Um, I'm okay to go episode by episode. Um, I think we have enough time to kind of go through them uh, one at a time, if that's okay with you guys. That's fine with me. I mean, yeah, uh, like Dennis said, we've only had, I mean, not only, but we've already had four episodes out of the uh, scheduled nine. Uh, The first one, I thought, actually, uh, to kind of jump ahead, but I thought they hit it out of the park with the first what if. Uh, what if Captain Carter were the first Avenger? I'm going by the uh, the, the titles here. So, yeah. Uh, what did you guys think about that first episode introducing us to the concept of what if? Like, as comic book fans, we all knew what it's about. It's literally in the title. What if? And then you insert a different concept. But I think it's it's fun that they introduced this with the MCU. So, I mean, obviously, the what if concept has been in the comic books since, like, I think the 70s. So, this time, this time around, Feige, I guess, and, and companies decided, like, hey, we have all these great little stories that we can tell from the movie versions that, you know, people might be willing to see. So, yeah, one of the first ones to start off is, what if Steve Robert, Roger, Roberts, Steve Rogers didn't get the Super Soldier Serum, but instead uh, Peggy Carter did? So what did you guys think about that, about that first episode and the uh, concept as a whole? Um, I'll start. Uh, you know, this is a concept that, like I said, I wasn't sure if I wanted because I didn't know um, if they were going to pull it off because what ifs are some of my favorite um, uh, comic books, but at the same time, some of the worst comic books uh, also, because it really is, you know, uh, 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 since what ifs are usually one-offs, 
you really need to have like a really good concept behind it in order for uh you know like a comic book what if episode was going to to turn out pretty well pretty good and that was my biggest worry is that yes we do have a lot of rich storylines from the mcu but would they be able to get the proper storyline that would make it interesting and i thought that they they chose a good one right away um because you know uh, captain america is has always been one of the favorites um, in the MCU, I know that uh, Tony Stark was always like the uh, the tentpole for um, for the MCU. But um, you know, uh, Captain America is one of the characters that, um, in the end, become became really beloved. And while um, Tony Stark did have the great death that uh, that he was given, um, you know, Steve Rogers uh, is one of the ones that actually had some of the most iconic moments, you know, um, and so I thought it was appropriate that they they chose it, and I thought that they did well. I really like the way they they transformed the 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 concept and what was interesting i'm pretty sure everybody and their mamas watch it really noticed that it's not like some sort of like secret reveal but it was cool to see the parallels where they actually use the same shots um you know and the same angles that uh, that happened when captain america um first got the um you know the first got the the, the super soldier serum and um the way peggy carter did it you know uh, the only thing the only missed step that i thought was they should have had steve rogers kind of do like the um the the poking of uh of, 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 oh, yeah. uh, that would have been really awkward but really uh, hilarious if if like steve rogers like kind of started going like that and peggy <laughs> kind of gives it like what are you doing you know, yeah. um, <laughs> it, it, I, I thought that would have been clever because they they did it so well throughout where the, they 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 had those parallels. Um, the the one thing that, and again, the 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 beauty and the curse of the what if is that there have been some what if stories where it's so good that you kind of wish it became um, canon. And I thought that this was one of those things where it would be interesting if they actually made something from this. Where, um, like, like um, I remember when I when I saw, when my daughter watched this, she was she was kind of like, eh, you know, I, I, she she didn't really want to watch it. But then when she saw who it was and everything, she was like um, transfixed and she wanted more. And I I, I couldn't say I and I felt kind of sad saying. Baby, that that's actually the only episode you're not going to see anything ever again, you know. So in that sense, I think I, I thought they did really well. Um, uh, action was great. Um, the art was great. Um, you know, even though they didn't get all the um, actors due to the voicing, um, a lot of the voices that they did do their voices still sounded pretty good. So overall, I really liked the first episode. Uh, I just don't. Even- um, issue I have with the voice acting is they had Bradley Whitford as one of the generals, and anytime you have Bradley Whitford doing anything, I always imagine imagine him being just Eric from Billy Madison, you know, like trying to take over Billy's hotels and everything, and I can hear like the sniping <laughs> and everything. Um, but you know, and he's also in Revenge of the Nerds too. Um, and then I just I don't know, maybe I just assumed that they were right away going to call her Captain Britain. Um, but I know, I know that's probably obviously an issue if they're thinking of doing an alpha flight movie. Um, so, or I think a TV short movie, something like that. But, 
Um, otherwise, I'm with Dennis. Yeah, the parallels showing, you know, um, original scenes from the movie. Like, if you if if you guys ever have a chance to uh, look up the YouTube video where it shows actually side to side comparisons of the original movie and the uh, completed animated versions, um, it's fascinating. Like how how much detail they put into this. Um, I really feel that uh, their version, where you know basically having Steve be the original Iron Man uh, takes a little bit of the flair out of the original Iron Man movie now, because it's like, Oh, you mean to say that this technology could have been made in the forties? Yeah. And your dad could have done this. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're literally your dad with a better mustache could have done this. Um, but yeah, it was just fun having to see um, everybody playing different parts in this one. And then effectively having almost the same effect. That's kind of, what's different about this one as compared to the other ones is like um, how different things uh, ended up being like in totality. Whereas in the end, like uh, Peggy still ends up fighting the Red Skull, ends up defeating him. Um, and then she ends up, you know, being the person that gets uh, uh, stuck in time and whatnot and ending up in the future. Yep. Uh, it's just a different way of getting there, but pretty much, you know, going, very parallel to the original story and just having it be her instead of Steve. So like, that's the only real gripe I have with this one. And the only reason reason I have this gripe is because of seeing the episodes after it. Like if that was just the only one I saw where things pretty much stayed the same, then I would have been like, Oh, you know, that's, that's just the, the, the um, reasoning that they're going with all of these things. But I mean, the fact is the show is called what if, so there has to be some kind of differences. So, yeah, um, last for me, I, I I dug it too. A uh, really great solid start to it because it's like when um, I'm with Dennis, like uh, the original comic books, like I loved reading those far off concepts. But I think this one, if you are a comic, if you were just you know just a, uh, somebody who just watched the movies, um, this was a great introduction to the idea. Like you know, it's a great concept and it's a lot of fun and yeah, a great first uh, step in in the right at least for me um and then for the next one the next what if episode episode two was what if the chala became the star lord now here's where we get into like the little weird corners of the universe and um you know in in the first episode when peggy carter got the super soldier serum instead of steve it, it was kind of uh plausible more or less because you know if you watch the movies you saw she was in the same room so it could have happened. Uh, this one, you know, it, it takes a little bit of a further concept. There's a, a few more conceits given that um, Kraglin, I think that's the guy's name from uh, the Ravagers, picked up T'Challa of all people instead of uh, Peter Quill, um, saying, telling, um, telling, um, shoot, what's the guy's name? Um, wow, I can't remember the, the leader of the Ravagers all of a sudden. I'm trying to let him get out of this hole by himself. I cannot do it. I can see his face. Um, I know he is Merle from Walking Dead, and I can't oh even think God. of his name right now. Dang it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> hold on, hold on. telling him... Uh, when, you're, when you're tired, what do you usually do? Uh, you're tired. Uh, like you're sleepy. Sweat. You're, you're tired? When you're, you're sleepy. You're about to go to sleep. Uh-huh. <coughs> I yawn? Yawn, yeah. dude. Dang it. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, I knew the answer. Happen. I didn't know where you were going with that, H. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sleep? Well done, we should do sleep, dude. Um, <laughs> 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 
Snap <laughs> uh, So that was actually one of my favorite parts is when he, when he, when uh, Craglin told John to he's got two looking holes, two hearing holes, and a feeding hole. And like, okay, that's that's a human, yes. But um, yes, yeah, so, uh, another fun concept. It's like uh, it's the same as you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You guys like, are all. None of you guys have two mouths. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the 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 fun part though is that it's like I know in retrospect it might have been like a nice little send up. Uh, to you know, uh, rest in peace uh, to Chadwick Boseman, who uh, unfortunately has been a year since his passing, and it was a wonderful setup to the character because it almost sounds it. The the great concept was that if Black Panther went into space, all of the problems would have been solved already. Like it seemed like such a much nicer galaxy if Black Panther was out there instead of Peter Quill's uh, goofy butt. So yeah, uh, great great second episode uh, again. Um, I mean, if you didn't know. This was the last time uh, Chadwick was able to play Black Panther before his passing a, a year ago. So yeah, uh, even though he didn't play it in person, he was able to play it, uh, the voice of, of the beloved character, and it was a great episode to to go out on. So yeah, great, uh, a solid episode again for me. Um, I'll, I'll go. I guess I didn't like it, to be honest. Okay. With you. Um, I, I wasn't a fan of it, and I was really looking forward to it because I it, it was hyped up. That it was going to be Chadwick Boseman's, you know, last um, last appearance as as uh, uh, T'Challa, and I was really looking forward to it. And I don't know why I don't like it. To be honest with you, I'm I'm still debating why. I'm still trying to uh, uh, rummage it through my head. But um, I, I, the only thing I can think of was it was while it was entertaining. There were really moments that I really like seeing Thanos. You know like being being like that where he's kind of like being jovial and talking about you know uh, talking about the merits of uh of you know killing half the population you know and that it it was it was going to be okay but i think my biggest gripe was that there was it was such a far leap that that the conceit was way too much for me like Yes, it's supposed to be what if, and yes, you're supposed to be able to, um, you know, kind of get, um, you know, like, uh, like uh, anything that you want. But the other three, and you know, maybe uh, I, I know you, uh, w- with my original judgment, I really can't use number three and number four. But the other three, the con- the conceits that they had there, kind of made sense to me. It was one of those things where it was, it's like the butterfly of fly effect, where it's like it's just one step further you know um uh, i like that it was uh, for for peggy carter it was you know what if peggy carter didn't say yes or did did it didn't appease the man and uh you know and actually just said i know i'm 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 good here i'm supposed to be here it's that small step you know um even you know even the, the the fourth one that we're talking about you know it's like it's it's kind of the same thing it's it's still related, but it. I, I think the, the the conceit is not too too big, and I think that's the one thing that kind of made me not like it as much as, as everybody seems to have. So it's it's not it's not terrible, but I I just didn't appreciate it as just a, 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 as much as the first one. Um, my only not only but my biggest issue with this episode in particular is that for a 35 minute episode there's way too much stuff going on and like it was 
Yeah, it's not that, I mean, I'm okay with knowing that the concept is anything can basically happen, right? So that's the whole what if thing. But yeah, it is a little strange that of all the people that they would other pick in the universe, it happened to be another person who just happens to be, you know, um, and I guess that's the that's the concept they're going with here. But really, if, if anything, for me, it was just because, like, having too many people who are already part of the Guardians universe cramming it all into one little scene at the bar, like at that at that one club scene, and like it's great. You had Karen Gillan come back. They actually suckered, you know, Josh Brolin into playing Thanos as a normal person. Um, it's a little weird and it's a little jarring, but I mean that you have the biggest villain of MCU history, like basically playing, you know, just uh old fashioned stepdad for a little bit there. Yeah, um, it was just slapstick, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what it was. And it, it's just, I mean, it's great. Um, the episode overall, um, I think they spent way too much time in the collector's office, to be honest, or in his memorabilia place. Um, and that was literally just like the whole thing it was like, you know, just them hanging out there, and then there's way too much <clears throat> emphasis on Howard the Duck. So, I mean, <laughs> great you have Seth Green replaying his uh, most famous MCU character, uh, but otherwise, it, I mean, it was it was good, and it was a nice send off for Chadwick Boseman. But was it uh, really? I mean, was it? It, it wasn't as. It, I mean, just the little okay, the little mention at the end. Was a nice send off to Chadwick Boseman. Okay, like, I'll give you that. Yeah. Episode wise, uh, not the strongest one out of the four we've seen so mm-hmm. far. And especially, and again, going back to, you, you, it's supposed to be a build up. You know, you 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 start off with a really good one, and I was really expecting something, especially considering it was supposed to be Chadwick Boseman. You know, I wish it was stronger. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, speaking of stronger, let's go into the third episode where it uh, it asks the question. Sorry, what if the world lost its mightiest event, uh, heroes? So this one got a little heady for me too, because it's like this is one of the biggest um, what ifs in in a sense, because uh, the premise is basically what if the Avengers get wiped out before uh, the Avengers even became a thing. So one by one, you know, if you haven't seen the episode, one by one, all of the uh, heroes go down by, uh, you know, through some mysterious force. Uh, Nick Fury is there collecting the, the, the remnants and try to piece things together. And then we find out that it's freaking Hank Pym, who has, I guess, uh, if you haven't seen the Ant-Man movies, he's kind of revealed that, yeah, the, the, either the, the Pym particles themselves or was it the yellow jacket costume or whatever it is that kind of turns you a little psychotic or whatnot, um, you know, is the perpetrator of all these freaking murders. And, um, you know, a crazy episode for sure, because uh, a lot, again, kind of like the first uh, Peggy Carter episode, a lot of uh, callbacks to the first uh, phase one of the MCU. But even uh, personally, I was a little thrown off because with the Hulk section, it was a callback to the Edward Norton mm. uh, Hulk, which was like, oh, that's right. Like technically, you know, that's the Hulk that's been around since, uh, you know, since since that movie. So um, anyway, uh, again, great, huge conceit, uh, a concept, I mean. But um, yeah, having Hank Pym return as the big bad who freaking kills all the Avengers, uh, the Hulk particularly, in a ridiculously gruesome manner uh, that even like had me and my kids going like, 
what <laughs> like they just really had like green blood and guts all over the screen but um so yeah uh, great uh, another solid I, I thought it was a solid episode um actually that one uh, uh actually no i take it back great start but i think the the revelation that it was hank pym was a little um out of nowhere for me so that kind of took away the the thing for me and not to mention that yeah, it was another one of those episodes where it kind of leads into more questions because, yeah, it leads to uh, Nick Fury trying to assemble his own version of the Avengers uh, without his primary players and having to deal with Loki as a new power player on Earth. So, yeah, uh, what would you guys think? Uh, if the Avengers never became a thing. Uh, I'm, I disagree with Luke completely here. That was my favorite episode so far. Um, <clears throat> the reveal was actually the best thing because uh, you always think at least from what we were led to believe that Ant-Man is the least of all the Avengers. Like he literally, it's like, yeah, he did. He just happened to be the guy that ends up saving everybody. But like when everything comes back and everything comes back to normal, it's like, they always put him as like the lowest level of Avengers. Like um, they hardly ever tried to connect his movies into the, <laughs> into the original series. That's what I kind of feel like with him. So it's like, he always gets shafted. And then to have, Michael Douglas play a villain again, which is God, we needed more of that. Um, like, yeah, that concept I thought was the best ex- executed one just because literally, you know, obviously the whole MCU depends on uh, each and every person that gets ends up getting murdered in this one to join together to create the team that, you know, saves the universe several times over. And, um, uh, you don't look too much into the concept of what happens afterwards in that, you know, when Nick Fury makes his own team, but having Samuel L. Jackson there lends a level of credence or credibility to how much they really wanted people to love or talk about this episode because it, you know, going into it, if you just go into the MCU in general, you think all of them are pretty much invincible. And then you have one dude one guy by himself take down every single one of them and it's fantastic to me just because like the, my favorite one was uh, him hitting ha- a hawkeye's finger just because it's the most yeah like it's the most <laughs> generic thing that could ever happen to a guy who never misses and everything and then of course colson talking about how beautiful thor was that's the other fun thing but for me this is so far that's my favorite episode of the series um, I'm somewhere in between Harold and uh, Lewis right now because uh, I agree. I really liked that it was Hank Pym. I really liked it, but it was the the reason behind Hank Pym's turn that kind of it, it it came out of nowhere for me. It's like oh, they had a daughter, or you know, or like a no, something happened. Like the like I. The the way the show was done, especially the way um uh the, the widow uh at the end was kind of like yelling, oh it's I, I forget, um in, uh, the the key is hope is hope, hope or something like that key is hope like I I, I was hoping eh, uh, that there was going to be like a mention of her beforehand, you know some some way somehow you know so that uh you know like um you know kind of like a memorial or something like that so that it wasn't a jarring oh guess what it's, it's me hank pym and then it, it like exposition galore in order to get to it but 
I agree with uh, H. It was it was a it, there was a lot of great moments. Um, you know the 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 darkness of it. Um, like just seeing. You know, and, and I know, I know that like um, you know, the Hulk exploding is 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 a great um, is a great Visible. scene. But I really like the fact that you that uh, to- the way the surprise, even I even though I was I knew it was coming, the fact that Tony Stark died at the hands of of the widow, you know, like it was so cool to me that so it it was a great episode, but. There was just that one thing that just that 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 uh, that if they were able to kind of fix that around, I think that would have been the best uh, episode um, in the series so far. You know what is great though is you know who plays Black Widow in this one? No, who? Harley? Uh, not Harley Quinn. Poison Ivy from uh, the Harley Quinn show, Lake Bell. Really? Oh, Lake. Oh, nice. yeah, you have to listen to it. You have to listen to it again. Yeah, because they couldn't get uh, Scarlet. She was busy suing them. Yep. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> but let me. I mean, having Ruffalo be there, having Jeremy Renner come back, and then having Michael Douglas be there, yep. like playing a grizzled like Hank Pym, like you know, like Michael Douglas after he smoked too many cigarettes and then hung out with his <laughs> wife. Is that kind of deal? Smoking a little too much Pym particles, man. Yeah. So, okay, we'll end on the last and most recent episode that just dropped, uh, actually this week. Um, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart and not his hand? That's like a hella poetic uh, title. Kind of The corny. worst title that they've ever made, by the way, so far. <laughs> really? Is... Really? No. <laughs> I long, actually Kind of long, but kind of sweet. <laughs> I really okay. like that one. I really like that one. <laughs> so I like this one a lot because it tied in, I think it, it tied in a lot to... Uh, Appropriately enough, I guess when um this the, the Spider-Man trailer just dropped and the fact that yeah uh, in the scheme of things Doctor Strange should be is or not should be is one of the most freaking powerful beings in the MCU full stop like even in the comic books and I think they're starting to realize too, even in in in, in the movies he, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's character is gonna have to be one of the freaking most powerful things on Earth and um yeah th- this episode showed it um I think it's an interesting concept again. It's like the, the fact that, you know, Christine, um, Rachel McAdams' character joins him and uh, dies. And I, I think that was a heartbreaking part, too, is uh, give me one moment because my son is in front of me and he hasn't seen the episode. Um, earmuffs, dude. Spoilers. Uh, but, um, you know, <laughs> the, fact that, the fact that Christine dies over and over and over and over again and it becomes a fixed point in his history is so tragic and kind of heartbreaking to the point where it's just like, wow, like no wonder Dr. Strange turns evil. I mean, yeah, the, the, the title is kind of misleading and kind of weird. But yeah, this is basically what if Dr. Strange became a bad guy and such a great conceit. Again, I, I think I, I, I kind of dig those the most in the comic book version of what if is like basically what if these characters or these heroes were bad guys? Like there was one of my favorite ones I think I still have is like what if a, a symbiote um took over uh the silver surfer i think it was and he became freaking the the uh, a cosmic like you know uh, uh plague and killing everything because you, you you give the silver surfer this immense power but anyway in this version like yeah uh, seeing all the little you know the, the little things that dr strange is able to do and absorbing all those monsters just to become who he was and it's hubris hub- hubris uh, uh you know like a like a like a great uh twilight zone episode becomes his downfall like he gets ahead of himself and he thinks too uh, uh too big and it, his hubris 
ends uh ends him basically so yeah i i think this is one of the more solid episodes i'd love to see more doctor strange and i i got it in this episode i i'll go i i i agree i like this one it was like a dark groundhog day you know even darker yeah um, just that's a good one just over and over and over again um and it, you know it, it shows that marvel isn't afraid especially with these what if shows they're not afraid to go dark you know and they're not afraid to see it to go um and and look at the psyche of, of something as scary as that and um I, I i thought that was cumberbatch right or no yeah it was yeah <clears throat> um, yeah his performance in that one was enjoyable like um i didn't realize that his his voice and his demeanor was changing until the end where all of a sudden oh. he has to fight against himself i was like oh crap you know like i did i didn't like the the transformation of of his character um w- w- was so smooth that like it it was jarring to me that i was like crap i, I didn't notice that um uh, overall i mean I, I don't think it was the the best um i i'm still you know, but it I, I I know it's only four, but it's it's a it's a it was a pretty good episode for me. Um, the one thing that I really did enjoy is that uh, Wong is slowly but surely becoming like, you know, like a like a butler. It's like he, he's he's the new like he's the new Alfred at this point, and I'm <laughs> and I'm good with it. <clears throat> uh. I just, I know this sounds dark, but I just love the ending and the fact that they left it like a complete loss. Yeah. Like, like there was nothing redeeming about the ending of this one. Like where everybody else, there was like, you know, um, at the end of the first one, it's like, oh, the, you know, now Peggy's and something like back in modern times and the second one. Um, now they've got Quill and now T'Challa's back at Wakanda where he can rebuild it and whatnot. Third one, they have, you know, building the new Avengers. This one, no such redeem, no redemption at all. Yeah. It was like the, him talking to the Watcher and I was like, uh, oh, this is how they're going to, you know, uh, as Lewis likes to use the deus ex for this one, is they're going to, re- you know, just throw it all out. Just pretend nothing ever happened. But even the Watcher was like, nah, dude, this is all yeah. on you. This Ooh. is all your fault. You're on your own on that one. It's basically is like you had the opportunity to fix it a million times and you chose to, to do the same thing over and over again, which is, you know, the definition of insanity is when you, you know, keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. That was actually, that part was so, after a while, it just became comedic to me. And I know it's sad when she just kept on dying, no matter what he was doing. And I was like, yeah. oh, dude, like the first time when it was like, oh, you know, oh, I'm not going to switch lanes. And I was like, oh, okay, this is where I think, nope, still got T-Bone. And she's the only one that dies. It's like, dude, <laughs> like after a while, it's like, yeah, just don't get in the car. She doesn't get in the car. She gets murdered. Yeah. Uh, some, go, some random person comes in and kills her. Like, yeah. She stands in front of the, she stands in front of the building waiting for him. The bird, the building goes on fire. <laughs> it's like, it's like, just no matter what you do, bro, stop doing it. She, like if there was a, she was hitting that, uh, that contra code. Cause she was losing those 30 lives, bro. Like, um, <laughs> real quick. Yeah, but then after a while, it was like literally, it just kind of, I just got lost when he was stealing all the uh, abilities from everybody else. That's what it got kind of confusing. And it's like, oh, what's the end game on this thing? And then it's like, oh, 
Tilda Swinton is still technically around here somewhere as your floating conscience, which, by the way, didn't think they were ever going to get Tilda Swinton to come back to to voice the ancient one. But hey, here we are. And yeah, also, here we go, here we are. but the worst one was like, I didn't think Rachel McAdams needed a check that bad. Because, <laughs> you know, she's still Rachel McAdams, but we most people forget that she was actually in that movie at all. And she's actually part of the MCU. But here we are. We have Regina George back on uh, cartoon, and it's you know good for her. And otherwise, it was. And I think what I what I really thought Dennis was gonna say about Wong is that finally, after a while, Wong was just gonna be like, "This might not be the best doctor because he keeps <laughs> like like you know you have like we talked about the trailer of uh, No Way Homes." And like he, you know, he's literally like, "Hey, don't do this." And then Stranger's like, "No, yeah, I won't do it." And then he does Wink. it. And <laughs> then he does it. And then he does it again here, where it's like, you know, it's been two years. Don't do what I think you're gonna do. And he's like, eh, "I'm not gonna do anything." But technically, he wasn't lying because he didn't do anything. He did a multitude of things in the same way. So it was interesting. And uh, yeah, literally, the one where I was like, "Damn." That was dark. <laughs> so the only thing that uh, two things that I thought about was a um, was this uh, introduction to the fact that um, the watcher can actually talk to people. I wonder if this is going to be the, an end game for the what if, or if what if is just going to be really that, just like it, shows that are not connected with each other. You know what I mean? Because yeah, there there have been times where Uatu eventually does actually break his oath and actually does something. So I'm I'm one I'm I'm curious to see if this is leading up to anything or if this just really is going to be Marvel uh, doing like just random you know random shows and everything, which which I think is going to be interesting. Uh, the other thing that I was thinking about is why doesn't he just use the eye of Agamotto again? I think I ran out of batteries. Did it? Okay, there you go. Because <laughs> it's like, one too many times. I was like, wait a minute. I'm sitting there going, okay, I guess. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cool. Because you have one of the most powerful you know, objects in the world, but I guess you can't really do anything there. Um, <clears throat> overall, um, what do you think of... Um, I know we... Um, we're not all in agreement with everything, but overall, what's the consensus here um, with what if so far with uh, four episodes down? H, what do you what do you what do you say? It's an interesting concept, and it's fun. That it's just nice that they're you know playing around with so many properties that they're able to play with. And I think we were kind of didn't really go into it as yet, but I know you guys are gonna talk about it. It looks beautiful, like. The animation style, very comic booky. Like it's not quite as like they couldn't obviously do what they did with Into the Spider Verse because if they did that as a complete series, this would be probably the best looking animated series of all time. But for what it is, shell cell shaded, almost CGI, pretty much hand drawn animation. It's gorgeous, and I love the way that they make things look. So so far, it's fun. I'd like to see where they're going with this. Lou? Um, I agree with that, dude. Uh, H, like, the quality of the animation is amazing. Like, I can't... 
on you know I think on not Disney Plus, but on like the, the cable Disney versions, they have had a lot of uh, Marvel cartoons and whatnot. This uh, the version that they have on Disney Plus is uh, Streets Ahead, I think. Uh, so you know I, I really like the quality. The the character work looks amazing. Obviously the voice work is great because you got the same actors doing. You know there's a familiarity obviously of having the same actors who did it in the live action. Uh, do it in a cartoon. So it, it lends a lot of credibility and a lot of quality to it. Um, Concept-wise, I'm really excited to where it goes. I, the last four episodes, the first four episodes, excuse me, was really great, really fun. Um, it is a bit of a 180 because like Dennis said, you know, the first few, we had three live action series debut on Disney Plus in this last year alone. Um, so it is a bit of a 180 to like kind of pause that, you know, that, that forward momentum and say, hey, here's some, you know, standalone stories that may or may not have anything to do with the future of the movies and the TV shows, but you know these are still fun. Uh, so you know it, it's it's a, it's a bit of, it was a bit of a risk uh, for Disney's part, but you know it's I, I think is is at least for me quality wise I think it's really good and I'm looking forward to the rest of the episodes. I mean the trailer that we got at the beginning or before uh, the first episode, we still got a couple more to come. I think there's a Tony Stark centric one where he's saved by <laughs> Killmonger. Um, there's a random, like not random, but there's you like don't a, spoil anything. Okay. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know trailers, that that was gonna dude. be. It was in the trailers. Not, yeah, but I'm not. I don't. Act, that's you, you're not, yeah, for me, I'm that's not actively nice. looking out for. Like I, I automatically on Wednesday, I kind of ignore some of the YouTube stuff because I kind of want to see things for myself. True. It's like oh, you know, that's why even with this one, it's like, like the the YouTube thumbnails they were using and made it look like Doctor Strange was becoming Mephisto. So I was like, oh, man, is that where they're going with it? Yeah. And then I watch it. And I'm like, oh, that's not what it was. So, like, you know, right, me so and my I'll, I'll leave process. it at that then. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that then. But yeah, so I'm really looking forward to the rest of the five episodes uh, that we have left for the series. Yeah, same here. I'm really looking forward to it. I thought they've done well. Uh, quality of the, of the animation, amazing. Um, and I don't know if it's just me, but it's it seems constant. But depending on like the um, depending on where it is and when it is, there there's just a, a different touch of, uh, of of that differentiates each one. So definitely when you when you when you're at like Nazi Germany uh, compared to when you're in Wakanda, you could clearly see the difference in the styles that they're doing. So really great. Uh, but before I let you go, uh, Lewis kind of already started it, but um, and. You know, if you don't remember anything, but that's fine. But is there any what ifs uh, or any um, any shows like that or any uh, comic book uh, issues like that? Does it have to be specific what if? Because I know DC also did their version of it. But was there any what ifs that you you uh, that that you can remember off the top of your head that you really liked? Or if you don't remember, um, is there a what if that based on the MCU that we have that you might be interested in? I'll start so that you guys can kind of think of um, yeah. <laughs> um, there. It's not, and again, that's why I kind of prefaced it with it doesn't have to be the Marvel. What if um, there's one? Um, I, I forget what DC called it, but DC also had a what if um, series um, uh, uh, at a certain point where they looked at like the alternate timelines of uh, the, the the heroes, and I remember the, uh, I I have the I have the issue somewhere. Um, but the, the 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 premise is, what if um, Superman becomes president of the United States? Um, and it was it, it, I've always liked it where um, the 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 issue is about uh, Lex Luthor claiming that 
uh, you know, that he's an alien. And so the Supreme Court um, rules that because um, he was inside the gestation ship, technically that was a womb and the womb like opened up in the United States. So technically he's the, he's a uh, American citizen. (laughs) Wow. So he becomes um, the president of the United States and basically it's world peace. You know, it's like he sends like he said, like um, what what he does is that all like the superheroes become like representatives of of the world. And so the the superheroes become their own country. And so I've always thought it was a great uh, episode. And to this day, I've always wondered, like, there's always what if. What if the what if Superman was the president of the United States right now? <laughs> I would be. I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll be like uh, Lewis here, and I'll use a uh, low hanging fruit here. And I think still one of, not so much favorite, but like most memorable. What if is just been Flashpoint. Mm. I like it. Like you know, it just seems like that's a whole different it just changes the two two of the most important characters or three of the most important characters in comic book history in just one uh set of issues and it's like <clears throat> the biggest literally the biggest what if like you know you take away the all reasoning for batman to become the batman and for you know for all intents and purposes so yeah <clears throat> that's just for me i, like I don't know why it sounds like that. i'm crying but i'm <laughs> i know um, it, it turns out turns out seeing barry allen get fr- uh, flash fried because of lightning <laughs> uh, was very emotional for harold and for dennis too <laughs> oh no by the way um, that would i would cheer if they do that scene in a in the, uh, the Ezra Miller version of it, the moment he comes out of it and he's like hurt, I'm gonna be in the the theater going, yes, do it, do it again, do it just like I've seen it in the movie. Wasn't it in in the comic? He needed to get like electrocuted to get like supercharged or something, right? Yeah. So when they do that in the movie, Dennis is like, this is it, this is it, <laughs> burn you mother. <laughs> um, for for me, um, you know, I think I already talked told you guys like I'm a big Hulk fanboy uh, one of the my my favorite what ifs was in the comic books at least was i think uh what if the hulk because in the comic books kind of like in the movies uh, the hulk was kind of a or uh what i call it the big reason why the avengers got together in the first place like loki tricks the avengers into fighting the hulk big misunderstanding what it does so it, i guess my what if in this case would be like uh like what if um the, in, in the first avengers movie loki gets everybody on the helicarrier and unleashes the hulk and so yeah i guess in my head uh, a fun what if with like yeah what if loki succeeded what if the hulk actually takes down the avengers on the helicarrier and that's it like i know it's a it's a short story but you know given what we know now and and, and everything like does captain marvel come back and all that good stuff but anyway in in the yeah in the comic book when uh when the hulk uh, uh, kills the avengers he basically yeah he he you know i, I think Loki has to, he actually goes on to Asgard and like fights the, the freaking Asgardians over there. So yeah, uh, that would be my fun concept for like a, a good what if, like what if the Hulk actually like lost his 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 marbles and goes nuts on everybody. So yeah, that's for me. Nice, I like it. Well, um, I'm glad that um, you know Marvel really has us paying for the subscription because it seems like. <laughs> 
it's not they're not giving us any opportunity to like say you know what maybe we could pause like a couple months on this subscription because they're, they're so far they're, they're giving us gold you know and yeah. um although it's leading to you know it's leading to um you know friction between um scarlett johansson and disney uh with their disney's seeming need to like up its numbers <laughs> consistently still um you know at least for us uh, subscribers um they are you know giving us our money's worth and i can't wait to see what uh, the the other five episodes are um and you know if there's another tom holland centric episode in this thing i'm going to cry that's all i'm saying <laughs> also uh, scarlett johansson gives me friction every time mm, gotcha well speaking of friction um if you really like that feeling between your legs um <laughs> yikes I don't know where Nailed you should it. check out two fanboys in a filthy casual. See what I did there? Um, yeah, so if you really like uh, you know, the feeling that you got today um in your bajingos, um take a look at um, all our old episodes. We have uh quite a uh, plethora of episodes uh that that really okay, go okay. from you know, our uh, a classic two fanboys where we didn't know what we were doing to now where we are just like masters of our craft. Where and we still don't know what we're doing. I mean, still, we're masterful at not knowing what we're doing. Exactly. It's, it's it, That's how masterful we are. Um, but, um, you know, we do have a, a whole lot of other episodes. So if you guys want to take a look at it, you can take a look at the two fanboys, one casual.podbean.com for all of our old episodes. And on Facebook, join us uh, just in the search bar. Type in two fanboys and a filthy casual. Uh, join our main page as well as look as for look for our very fun and very active uh, Facebook group. Lots of uh, like-minded nerds, geek gamers, and other fanboys and fangirls just like you, uh, sharing all the fun memes, jokes, news articles, and updates uh, that's online. And then on Twitter and Instagram at two fanboys one casual. And as usual, anywhere you can find your favorite podcast, we are there as well. And occasionally uh, we do our Twitch gaming thing. It's twitch.tv slash casual fanboy gaming. Well, that's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. If you, well, I already said it. Uh, this is two fanboys and a filthy cat. We'll see you guys next time. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold.